Hello, welcome to The Real Deal with Sean Matthews, where we have real conversations with real people, business owners and entrepreneurs. Today, I have another guest on business, um, businessman. He is another man. I'm really absolutely enjoying these conversations with men and women now. So today, I'd really like to introduce you to a man called Tim Button. He is a digital marketing specialist. And Tim, just want to get this right, he actually set, calls himself a client attraction strategist. His focus is on people. Everyone matters. Whilst others scramble to get online with the right technology, he believes human understanding is key to making the technology effective. He plans and implements customized sales and marketing strategies for entrepreneurs and professional services, businesses to increase their profits and leverage their time. The results come from listening and understanding people and the use of efficient software automation. For over 20 years, he has worked and studied with business coaches, advertising creatives, art directors, copywriters, photographers, videographers, marketing gurus, social media specialists, sales trainers, and so much more, understanding the secrets behind attracting, nurturing, and converting prospects into clients. There's a simple three-step process that he goes through, which really we will discuss on this podcast today. Number one is attracting, traction. Number two is nurturing. And number three is converting. Welcome, Tim, to my podcast. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for having me here. And thanks, viewers, for tuning in. Yes, fantastic. We've got a lot of information to get through. So I just really wanted to know, Tim, who are you and how did you get started? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, my name's Tim. I'm originally from the UK. I've been in Australia for 25 years now. Absolutely loving it. And I started off back in the days of... Um, was known as print repro before computers when it was all done the old-fashioned way with film cameras developing fluids yeah real slow way of doing stuff and um really great technology and what i got from that is if you're persuading someone advertising communication it's not about the technology it's about how you communicate and what you're doing with them, why you're doing it for them. So that's got nothing to do with the technology. So I really got that doing it the old fashioned way was learning the craft, not simply a piece of software on your, on your, on your laptop. Mm. And over time, just, I'm a very curious person and it just got me, why are we doing this? Why do some campaigns work? Um, like we'd spend literally hundreds of thousands of pounds back in the day putting billboards for certain cars around the M25, which is a motor, major motorway in London. Some would work, some wouldn't. And you know that because they keep reprinting them and doing and others, they're bringing new creative. What was it that worked? What didn't? And it, it just got me on this path of understanding people. It all comes back to what do people want? Whether you're advertising on Facebook as a one-man band or you're a McDonald's, a Mac as an Apple, what do people want and what are you giving them? That's, mm. that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, fantastic. I love that. It's um, amazing how it's all about people and connecting with those kind of people. <laughs> so you, 
Exactly. We're all people doing what we need to do or want to do. So when you started, you did you start in the UK or did you start in Australia? I yes, started in the UK, worked in London till I was 23. And then I came to Australia on a holiday and fell in love with Australia and was like, I want to go back there. So wow. literally I went back, I put some um, paperwork through, did a, uh, a visa application and literally one day it came through and I went, that's it, I'm done. I um, had a very vivid conversation with my parents where I said, look, sell my car, here's the keys to my house, rent it out. And I picked up a bag, an umbrella and a portfolio and 700 bucks and got on, on a plane to Melbourne. Oh, wow. So, wow. So you actually moved to Melbourne. You weren't in the Gold Coast. No, I had 20 odd, 28 years in Melbourne, but I remember landing in Melbourne and being dropped off on the airport bus in a place called Ringwood in the Eastern suburbs, just going like, this really got real. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I totally understand that. So that was 25 years ago, did you say? Yep, 25 years ago, about a couple of weeks ago, actually, yeah. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, it's a wonderful place to live. Uh, I did very similar 20 years, 21 years ago. I uh, moved to Australia and never looked back. So I understand yeah, that part. Yeah, it's fantastic. So uh, what I'd like to get into is what you do for a living and how you p help people. Uh, you, we did talk about the three steps. So maybe we can go step by step on how you do it and, and how we can give value today to the listeners and the viewers. Yeah, so I developed about five or six years ago, something I called the client attraction blueprint, which I put together over my 20 plus years in the industry. And not just my experience, my experience with clients and my experience with customers and suppliers and technology and just put it all together. And I showed it to a few people and they were like, that's amazing. You used to sell that. And what was going on, the inner voice in my head was like, who am I to sell that? I'm just some guy from England who's come over. I don't know how to sell this. And people went, no, really, you should do. So I trialed it a little bit one-on-one -on -one with a few clients and they loved the process. Mm -hmm. And then I put it into an online uh, group where we did it um, with 12 people and that went really well. And it just went from there. And I just realized actually like, God, this isn't just what's in my head. This is what people need and it works. So, yeah. So basically what I've broke it down to is three simple modules of attraction, nurture and conversion. And what I, I speak with hundreds of business owners every month and there's a great book that I'll come back to in a bit more detail at the end called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And again, it was written in the 70s and it's about people and systems. It's nothing to do with Facebook or Google way yeah. before they were done. And it's simply that a lot of business owners set up a business because they're really good at what they're doing, bit hairdressing, coaching, whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm. But there's all these systems and ways of being and processes behind that they simply don't know. Mm -hmm. And that's why you'll see business owners in the early years going, man, this is really tough. But a few years in, they're like, I'm learning so much mm. because it is literally a journey. And but the thing is you start off and you don't know what you don't know. And there's some mistakes totally. yeah. to be made and that's all part of the, the, the trip as well. But if you can have a structure and a framework to follow, you can do it more effectively. So that's wow. what I'm trying to help business owners with. Um, Beautiful. So essentially the attraction is whether you're going out 
on a date or you're trying to find a client, you've got to be aligned. So if mm-hmm. I say, hey, Sean, do you want to come out for dinner? And I'm thinking Friday night with a big steak and you're thinking, no, I'm plant-based and I like Sunday lunch. Yeah, it's not yeah, going to be a good match. No, no, right? no, exactly. All right. We're not going to be aligned with what we like to eat. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. for sure. And totally understand. Yeah. is no different. Yeah. But the problem is people just go, hey, I'm a coach or I'm a plumber or I've got this shop mm. or I've got this software product. Okay, great. It's not, that's not enough. You've really got to do a few things. So what I've also seen is people make something like a product or a service and then they go looking for the people and try and fit the people around the product or service. Mm. Okay. That yeah, right. work. No. So what I do is go, well, what do the people need? You know, if you're doing hairdressing, do people need late night hairdressing or do they need hairdressing maybe if they're uh, concentrating on young females or mums, that there's mm. a crash there? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Find out what your clients actually need. And the way you do that is you just talk to them, have a conversation. Why do you not use me? Why do you use the guy down the road? What do they do that we don't? Or what would you like me to do that I'm not already doing? Mm. and then build your business around that and then you'll know people need it and want it and there's a need in the market mm. Fantastic. people have got it, they've got it off their head they make mm. something and sell it to people no find out what people need make it and then they'll come to you you won't have to push it on them mm. they'll be attracted to it so yeah. things mm. um every business is unique and this is why i do this very successfully one-on-one with people but for those of you who are watching at home, what you need to have a really good look at, ask yourself, who is your client? Mm. Who are you for them? What is their problem? How can you solve it? And how is their life going to be afterwards? Mm. You need to know those five questions in your head clearly. Mm. If you can't articulate that, people won't buy from you. They won't have the confidence and they won't understand the, the value you offer them. Of course, definitely. There's so many people I see jump into the technology side where they're doing Google, they make a website or they're on Facebook. You need to have this foundational stuff done before you get to the what I call the nurture or the, uh, the being found on the technology side. Yeah, because I find that just to stop you there, I mean, I'm in the human sciences and I help people as well, but I have a different and network in that way. So I'm a counselor and a coach and I, I work with mostly women, right? Um, but my, that's my forte, but technology side is not my forte. So for somebody like me, what would you suggest? Or do you help people like me to move forward in that technology? What I see is people jump straight into the technology and because they haven't done the prep, it goes oh. wrong. Like you wouldn't buy a block of land and turn up with a, a, a shed load of windows and bricks and start building a house. Mm. You want to look into how many kids do I have in the house? What do I want the house to do? Do I need a swimming pool? What's important to me? Do I need land? Do I need two story? All these questions then go see an architect. Mm. So, yeah. but before you go and see that technology guru, they're going to ask you, or well, they should ask you if they're any good all this stuff. And if you can't answer it for yourself, you can't answer it for them. Mm. You're going to have a delay or worse. It's going to be rough through and you're not going to get the results you want. And then you're going to go, I've got this website. I spent this amount of money. No one's coming. And it's going to end badly for both of you. So yeah, just 
who is your client? Who are you? What's their problem? How do you solve it? And how's their life going to be different afterwards? Beautiful. Great steps. And that is not just to put on your website. That's just your way of being. So you might bump into someone at the street. You might be at a network meeting. You might be on a, like a live broadcast like this. Um, it could be on your website, on YouTube, whatever. So someone can walk away going, I know that that person does this, this, and this. And also, if you don't have a big marketing budget, if you can clearly articulate what you do, people then can share that with their friends and families and other networks. Mm, great. Because there's yeah, nothing worse than, I know you do a lot of one-to-one -one networking like I do, that someone stands up for 30 seconds, 40 seconds, a minute, speaks and you go, what do they do again? I know it's something to do with property, or, but I'm lost. Mm. Yeah, it happens all really the time. Fun. You need to be concise, as you said, and very clear. And it's taken me a while to do that too. But once you get the clarity of it, then you know what you're doing. But you need that guidance and someone like you could help, right? Absolutely, yeah. And what I, I actually struggled to do this for myself. But I can see it because it's a fresh set of eyes. It's not blinkered for other mm. people. And you can go in and I've got a questionnaire that you can answer and it will just finds the gaps if you will uh -huh. because when you get later to the sales process we have what we call objections why won't it's too expensive i can't afford it i don't need it i'm not ready now all these things you need to be a handle those objections instead of handling it at the sales time it's uh -huh. done beforehand and you uh -huh. do that through your talking your conversations uh -huh. so you're filtering people out so if you're selling a product that's way way expensive you've got to sell on the value not on the price so when you get to the sales conversation they already know how much it is they know what it's going to do for their life and if price is a problem for them they've already bailed out mm. but when you get to the end of it they know how much it is they're comfortable with the price they know what the value is and they know what their life's going to be like at the end and they yeah, yeah sign me up mm, doesn't have to be oh my god it's a sale yeah, exactly. And people are actually on that note, people are really scared of the word sales or even marketing for that matter. Um, can you describe or have you been a, come across a client that you've had that is scared of sales and that what can you do to help them? Pretty much all people are scared of sales mm. and they're scared of public speaking. And this is like the both of them coming together. Um, so yeah. if you are scared of sales, um, that's okay. Don't, if you're scared of public speaking, that's okay. The only way you're going to get past that is just, just immerse yourself in it and do it now. But what I can give you around sales is not everyone's going to say no. And when they do say no, it's not personal. They just yeah. don't need your product or service at this point in time. Yeah. But as long as you're not pushing with them, that's okay. It's just, yeah, I've had a look. I've checked you out. I'm not ready for you yet. That's okay. But mm. if you're nice with them, we, we at Local Search, we, we track people's ads. And sometimes when their ads first start up, they might have a Google ad where people click that, they either call or go to their website and they might say, oh, you know, it's not working. But then we've got technology that tracks that ad and that person's clicked on the ad, gone to their website, hasn't made a phone call, but will make a phone call within 90 days. Mm. they weren't saying no to them they weren't saying i don't like your product they were just saying i'm not ready yet yeah so yeah. it comes around and you don't know when it's going to come back up but yeah be consistent be 
in action around sales because I know now I can pick up, I'll pick up an old phone directory that's maybe five years old and literally sit there with the phone and just pick a page and just start dialing. And I'll know out of every 30 calls I get, I'll get probably eight maybes. The rest will be like, I'm not interested. And out the eight maybes, I'll get four appointments and maybe two to three sales. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's a good conversion. It's good. Yeah, yeah, great conversion. You just got to keep doing it. If you just if you made the first say ten sales and you got no's and you went, oh, I'm not playing this game anymore and hung up. Mm-hmm. It's just you're no. not gonna, you know, you, you're not, you're not gonna, gonna get gonna anywhere, right? Resistors. Exactly, and mm-hmm. your business won't last very long. But mm-hmm. it's it, you just got to keep doing it. You're gonna get a few knockbacks. That's okay, but it makes the wins even sweeter. And when you do get a no, it's not personal. It's not about you. They're just not ready for you now or there's some other product. Mm. And then don't go in selling them. It's not like um, there's a guy called Simon Sinek. If you ever look up the, uh, the golden circle, he yeah. talks of the way Apple will have nutters and I'm one of those nutters that will queue up in the rain for six hours to buy the latest iPhone. Okay. Right? Yeah. You could give me a brand new PC with all the bells and whistles and I just wouldn't be interested in it. Right? So you've got to create these raving fans. And one of the ways you do that, you don't sell on the features of the benefits. What are mm-hmm. the outcomes? So if someone comes to you for some coaching, what's their life like now? What's it going to be like afterwards? You don't have to sell on the price or the, the number of hours or the widgets or the size of the processor or the engine. None of that matters. They don't want that. They just have some understanding. Mm. And the other thing with sales I find works particularly well for me is we have a left and a right brain. Right brain's emotional, left brain's logical. So if, say, for you, um, Sean, you saw this beautiful red handbag and you went, oh, God, that handbag. I want that handbag. That's your emotional part of your brain going, I want that handbag. It will be mine. And then when you go to pay for it and they go, oh, 20% off, that's the logical justification. Mm, yeah, justifying that you can buy the bag. Yes. 100%. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And it's emotional. And also, it's interesting. I mean, you're more, uh, I'd say that your business would be more logical. See, my business is more emotional. Um, so you are buying because you want to change. For my Everyone business. buys because they want an outcome. And they it's want. normally, there's, there's pain and pleasure. Mm-hmm. So traditionally, people will pay more or take more action to get away from pain than they will go to pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like if your tooth is aching and it's in a pain, you will spend the hundreds of dollars to get the 24-hour dentist, right? Mm-hmm. If your holiday flights go up, you go, oh, I could probably go somewhere cheaper or, you know, we could forego that holiday. You get away from pain. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting you see the way people pitch stuff like if you watch car insurance ads it sells the negative oh my god your house is going to burn down your car's going to be destroyed pain you've got to act now mm. then you see something like a a car commercial or a holiday commercial how good your life going to be when you're cruising along in this car or laying on the beach yeah, yeah. True. i like it's your that, actions for people can't see <laughs> yes yeah. yep. and th- these are again these are crafted uh, advertising tricks that go back you know decades and decades but most people they don't even know what's happening to them they're just mm. on a psychological level they're being led on a journey mm-hmm. definitely yeah it is a lot of psychological um 
I mean, everything's psychological, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. I, I love watching, um, I don't watch a lot of TV, but when I do, one of the things I do seem to end up watching is the late night TV ads when they're going, hey, we've got this machine that dices, cuts, slices, it comes with the knife set, you know, Japanese um, springboard and all this stuff and pay, you know, and when you break those ads down, they're brilliant because they're making oh. you an offer, they're telling you what's not working, how you can fix it, the guarantee, the easy payment, they've covered everything in a 30-second commercial. Mm, amazing. That's fantastic, isn't it? Well, I don't think I'll be uh, going doing any late-night late TV watching, but uh, how else can people learn how to... You have two steps. You've, you've discussed two steps, um, attraction. And what was the second one? Oh, jump over one. I didn't really talk about the nurture. So people don't buy. Well, they might, but it's rare that people just go and buy your stuff. Mm-hmm. So they, they'll go through what we call the uh, client journey. So they've got to be guided through this. So a classic one would be, if you imagine I've got um, a funnel. So people coming in the top and at the bottom, less people come out and they're going to buy your product. So for example, most Australians don't even know this, but they don't have enough super to make it through retirement. Mm-hmm. right? And the top part of that funnel are blissfully ignorant. So what you could do as an example there on Facebook, you could target those people that are say maybe 55 plus that earn this amount of money. And Uh there's that information available that you could target them. And you might say something gentle like, let's say I was in finance. How's your retirement looking? What are you going to do for your retirement? And then you could ask questions like, what does retirement look like? Can you afford to do that? You know, can you afford the big land cruiser and the two-wheel caravan to go around Australia for two years? And just get them alert to this because at this stage, they don't even know they have a problem. Then from there, the next step down, they become problem aware. And they're like, oh, my God. Yeah, I do have. I've jumped on. I've checked my super statement. It's not looking good. So they're, they're problem aware. Then they come down to being, say, solution aware right, I've got to get some money. How do I do that? Is it stocks? Is it Bitcoin? Is it uh, property? Do I work harder, get a second job? What is the solution? Mm. So then they've come down to there and then they're like, well, I can't do this on my own. I need a trusted partner. So they start looking at companies that can help them with this. Then Mm -hmm. finally they'll choose the chosen one. Yes. So you've taken them on this journey from not knowing there's a problem being aware of the problem, being aware of the solution, aware of the suppliers, and then into a client. So you've got to guide them through that. And that's a lot of the nurture. And if you imagine that at the bottom, they've gone from don't, don't know anything uh-huh. to doing it, uh-huh. they've, they've, they've got to learn. So if you consistently show up showing them good, solid, true information, uh-huh. they're gonna, you're going to become the trusted. You haven't forced the sale on them. You just say, I'm here when you're ready. I'm here when you're ready. I'm here when you're ready. Because most people go in, we'll have two bites at it, try and sell them, then leave. And they've offered them no value and they've been really, it's all about them. Yes. But if you can go in there and go, look, there might be, say, 100 people in this funnel. I have to give up my time to 100 people to guide them through on this journey. But at the end, maybe I'll get 10 of them as clients. Is that worth my while? Hell yeah. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. you using social media, just being out there at the top of that funnel, uh-huh. that's, that's when you're going to get exposure. And again, just know that out of thousands of people that are going to see your content, not all of them will be 
your people and that's okay. Mm. Yeah, which is great advice. Um, very good advice. So when, um, when it comes to nurturing and then you go into the technology or the technology, so you go into the nurturing technology and then the sales, is that right? Yeah. So, yeah. So you attract them first with who you're being, then you yeah. use the technology to attract them and bring them in and then you convert them. And my, depending on your product as well, like if you've got an e-commerce store that's selling a low value product, people aren't even going to have a conversation with you. It's going to go to your website, check out your widget, see what color it is, free shipping, job done, bang, gone. Mm -hmm. But if you're selling something that's a high value ticket or a lot more intimate or a lot more trust involved, you're probably going to have to have a chat with them. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. I, I do some work with some people that have, you know, that sell coaching programs that are in the, in the thousands of dollars and it offers good value, but the first thing is, mm, that's a lot of money. How do I trust this person? Mm. So you get their attention. You say, if again, going back to what we talked about before, if you're this kind of person, you're experiencing this and this is the outcome, let's have a chat. And then you mm. give them some value, make them an offer, give them a smaller offer so they can learn to trust you that you're showing up, you're giving them value, your credit card's not going to rip them off. All these little things that people worry about. Because you might be going, oh, I've got the best website. It never rips people off, but they don't know that. Mm. They want to see that they've paid $7 for your ebook, $7 come out of the, the their credit card, and it's all good. Mm. And then maybe they'll buy, I don't know, a $197 course. Mm. And then they'll come, and then eventually you might have some one-on-one -on -one time with them, give them half an hour of your time, educate them more, and they go, you know what, yeah, I think this is, you're the guy for me or you're the girl for me. I think you can take me on this next stage. Mm, perfect. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's more nurturing and building relationships so that they trust you and you trust them and you can work together and, and move forward into what they really want. So they're bringing their problem into a solution or their issue into what they want fixed in a way. Is that sort of... What, yeah. what your process does? Recently, I was talking to um, another guy who does something similar to what I do. And he goes, I love this life. I just get paid to talk to people. And I'm like, that's interesting. I just say, I listen to people. Because mm. I can talk to them all day and it won't change it. But if I listen and they feel heard, they'll mm -hmm. share with me more. And then I can go, right, I know what's important to you now. Mm -hmm. That's when you, the, the rubber hits the road. Yeah, there's, sure. there's one guy I know, um, I won't say what industry he's in, but his goal was to grow his business to a certain point so his son could transition from his current job into his job. And then five years from that, he could, could then retire. Mm -hmm. That was his thing. That was his sticking point. Do I understand what he wants emotionally? Yeah, he wants his son to get a job, go forward. Mm -hmm. And there's another guy, uh, again, I won't mention his name, he's in the same industry is close by. He loves what he's doing now, but he only wants to work four hours a day. But he wants to get found and cherry pick the best jobs. Yeah. And is it going to work so, for him? Is it, is it working for him? It's working for both guys. And I caught mm -hmm. up with them uh, very, very recently, actually, in the last few weeks. And they're in the same industry, similar age, similar location, but they just want different things out of life. Yeah. And that's fine. And their business is the vehicle for that. Mm. Great. That's so fantastic. Like, you need this website or you need Google ads or you need to do that. That's not going to float their boat. 
No one wants a website. It's not, I go and get my car serviced. I don't want a car service. It's to me, it's just going in and I get a bill at the end of it. But what I do want is a reliable car that I feel confident driving, knowing it's not going to let me down. Exactly. Yes. I love that. You don't want things to let you down. You want it to be dependable and you want it to be safe. Which, yeah. Um, so that's is, what's important to me. Perfect. And so your um, business, we haven't really spoken about what it's called. It's called Local Search and it's on Google. Yeah. So let, let's be clear on that. So I've had my own business of Buttons Creative for 20 odd years. Yes. And now I represent Local Search. So a local search, I don't own local search, but I represent local search. Mm -hmm. Local search has been around for almost 30 years. We've got 30,000 clients um, that stretch from Darwin all the way down the centre and through the east coast of Australia down to Melbourne. And predominantly 30 years ago, local search came out with a, a yellow directory, very similar mm -hmm. to yellow pages, but far superior in many ways. And that was how Australians, particularly in regional areas, they communicated. Mm -hmm. And like even now in 2021, I go to some very remote places in Queensland where you see tradies that have got the book wedged on their dashboard and they use it as a Rolodex. And you yeah. try and offer them a new one and they go, no, this is, this is how I communicate. Yeah. And yeah. that's totally fine. And obviously over recent years, we've, we've gone digital, which, you know, the writing was on the wall. So we are now a Google My Business Partner premier partner, one of only three in Australia. We're a Facebook marketing partner and we're a Bing partner. Oh, so okay. anything online, we've got you covered. We've, we've got it. And my job is to go out, sit down with business owners, find out again, what's important to them, what they want to do with their lives and why they're using the business as a vehicle to do that and then help them. Oh. And the other thing is just making sure that, It'd be like having a mortgage or an investment now. There's, there's a whole, so many choices and people just don't know what they don't know. So just sit there and say, look, you've shared with me, you want to achieve this amount of growth in this amount of weeks or this amount of months. This is how we can do it. This is where your clients are. This is what they do. And then we, we build them out a strategy. And for a lot of people, the strategy might be this big, but they'll start off like this because they're, again, they're unsure and just slowly build up over time. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing that you're doing that. You actually mentioned Tim Button Solutions. Is, so that's a separate business that you have. Is that correct? Yes, that was my business. I started back in 99 uh -huh. where I was, I was working for a lot of high-end advertising agencies. Come over from the UK in 96. A lot of advertising agencies I was working with in the Melbourne area and they didn't get the internet. And I think in a lot of ways, they saw it as a scary thing. I saw it as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I was like, come on, guys. And I studied. I went and did a lot of study, learned how to build websites. And back in the day, CD-ROMs and presentations, oh, yeah. animations and all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah. And what I got from that was these guys didn't want to play that game. So I started doing it for myself and I had everybody that could see that the web was an opportunity knocking on my door, um, wanting me to do online stuff. So that's what I started doing. And then in, um, was it 20, 2008, we had obviously the GFC, which I unfortunately lost my, I had a great job there working for a company down in Melbourne, left there. And I was like, 
okay, cool. I'll get a job in two weeks. This will, I'll, you know, grow a beard. And I literally grew a beard and built a chook shed thinking this would be great. I have a couple of weeks off and I'll be back into it. And it didn't happen. Yeah, right. And then it was like, wow, I've really got to lift my game here and take mm. this business full time. And it went mm. from being something I did as a side hustle to yeah. help renovate the house to I'm feeding the kids with this stuff. This is real now. Wow, that's amazing. And, so there's always a, yeah. Sorry, what did you say? And it was tough, to be honest. Mm. It was, it was mm. tough. There was no money. Uh, there was a lot of risk, but that's all I had because the economy was in a really bad way around there. And someone said to me um, one day I was having a coffee. They said, what do you need to grow your business? And I said, more clients. And they looked at me and said, but isn't that what you do? And the thing was, I'd been doing all this and I had all this experience, but I hadn't formed it as an idea. Yeah, right. Once I wow. formed it as an idea, it worked for me. And then I went, I can do this for other people because mm. they're in my shoes. There's people in my shoes that were doing it tough. And I had the, like the, the plan, if you like, mm -hmm. so I could help them fill out their plan to make mm -hmm. this happen. Mm. So that's, that's the drive why I do it. I've, I've had both my parents were in their own businesses and they've had the highs and lows just like I've had. And the highs are amazing and the lows are not so good. So um, if I can help people prevent that and, but I think now just as I'm getting a bit older and a bit more wise, it's not just about build, building a business to have money. It's, I think there's a lot of people nowadays that are building a business to have a lifestyle they want and, be able to do stuff they believe in for other people so mm -hmm. of course if i can impact say a thousand businesses and they can each go on to impact hundreds thousands people mm -hmm. I, i've got the mark on the world so again mm -hmm. inside the technology that's that's what it's about mm, that's beautiful yeah tim it, it's interesting where what why we start our businesses in the first place it's not always about the money or the mindset or any of that. It's about your personal experience. And uh, thank you for sharing that experience because I think a lot of people would relate to that, especially uh, viewers and listeners that are listening to this podcast now. Uh, we are running out of time. So I just really wanna ask you, we did speak about a book. You spoke actually about two books. Can you yeah. just refresh um, what books they are and how people can get a hold of you? Right, so you can get hold of me at um, buttonscreative.com.au. Um, the three books I actually spoke about. So I, the simple thing I follow as a rule of thumb is attract, nurture, and convert. Um, around your track, uh, attraction and being clear on who you are, there's a great guy called Simon Sinek. That's Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. And you can Google him and he's got a thing called Start With Why and a book mm. called Why. You can get them off Audible or Kindle. Just, just Google him, you'll find him. That will help you understand the difference you want to make and the difference between your business showing up as a com not being a commodity and a me too always ran or um, also ran business, but something special and unique for you. Mm. In right. terms of the tech the tech changes all the time. Come talk to me if you've got tech questions because literally it's changing weekly. But I read a book that changed my life in 2007, a guy called Timothy Ferris. He's got a podcast as well. It's called The 4-Hour Week Work, uh, four hour work Week. I literally read that book, 
got inspired. I traveled through Thailand, the Philippines, the US and the UK. Didn't tell any of my clients. Hi, clients, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. And I got, wow, I've got a mm. laptop and a wheel to travel and I can. Mm, um, and it's not just about the traveling. It's, it just opens your mind to so many systems and possibilities. So if you're one of these business owners that goes, oh, I'm not making any money, but I'm always busy and I want to change that. That's the book you should start to read. Mm. The next one is if you want to grow your business and really scale it and get out of your business, you want to read a book called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. It's mm. an old book it was written in the 70s and it's about systems. It's about you planning ahead, finding out what your vision is, then back engineering that mm. so that in a few years' time, you can exit out the business and also, you can just sell it. The amount of people I talk to that are just going, oh, I'm wrapping up, Tim. Okay, cool. What are you doing with the business? I'm just going to close it. And they've maybe been in this business 10, 15, 20 years. I'm like, if you gave it three years and we implemented a few things, you could make it very profitable that someone else would want to buy it. Mm. Yeah, and amazing. then you sit in the doors and walk away, you walk away with an asset. Mm. Fantastic. Again, yeah. it all depends. Some people don't want to do that. They just want to go fishing now. But hey, if, if you want some reading, check out, yeah, the EMF, four-hour work week, and start with why. You find a more on Audible. Oh, that's fantastic. Great value. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Tim. It's been a pleasure. All this information, I'm soaking it up as we're, as we're wrapping up here. I'm going to write those books down, too, after this episode. Um, thank you again for having me on. This is Sean, uh, having me on. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having uh, for you being on <laughs> and uh this is the real deal with sean matthews where, where we have real hey, conversations <laughs> with real people and maybe sometimes make mistakes <laughs> take care bye everyone thank you so much everybody thanks for listening and smash up the like button <laughs>